Want to hear your favorite Sir shows in CD quality and ad-free? Then sign up for Smodcast, a premium content archive launching in July. Membership has its perks, including access to ticketed events before anybody else. And if you pre-order Smodcast now, you'll get a kick-ass merchandise bundle, including comics, a mini-poster, stickers, a mystery shirt, and more. The first 150 pre-orders will also receive either a clerk's lunchbox or a chronic action figure. The merchandise bundle is just 25 bucks plus shipping and handling, and includes your first month of Smodcast access. After that, your credit card will be billed just $4.99 a month for ad-free, high-quality versions of every Smodcast internet radio show. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes say for pay. Sign up at Smodcast.com. This is Smodcast with Will Wilkins. That's right, everybody. Welcome another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. My name is Trent. And we have successfully attached ourselves once again to the Smodcast internet radio stream. At Smodcast.com. But they already know that because they're there. Actually, they they're could. They're there. They're th- listening. They could be listening on their mobile device via Stitcher. Correct. That's a, that's a valid point. Yeah, so uh, so that could be happening. Welcome, everybody. I uh, hope you're doing fine on uh, this uh, Sunday for uh, the majority of us uh, here in the United States, anyway. Uh, USA, USA. <laughs> yeah, it, USA. There's Patreon, uh, patriotic fever. Patreon. I think I think actually I pulled my Patreon yesterday, road chilling backyard, but. I pull it every night. You know, this is the uh, the great patriotic weekend as America celebrates the uh, the, the birth of our nation, the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, naturally, I spent all day yesterday trying to grill every single meal that I could. Oh, did you do your famous asparagus? I did not do the asparagus. Here's the oh. reason why: my daughter doesn't like the grilled asparagus. Now, here's the deal: I don't eat greens at all, but that that asparagus that you made was delicious. So you. He, Folks, he, he, he grills a mean asparagus. I grill, I do grill a mean asparagus. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, you know, cause first I get it from the grocery store. Then I spend like a good day berating it. Okay. Oh, I'm you? yelling at it. I'm telling it how it, <laughs> it's not up to snuff as the last asparagus I got. Listen here, you piece of shit. You know, it, uh, yeah, exactly. I really lay into it because I want that asparagus to be as mean as possible before I subject it to flame. So yeah. <laughs> Now, now that you know I torture my food, welcome. It's a, it's, it's also a three day weekend. So naturally, uh, earlier I was, uh, looking at the schedule, uh, and realizing, oh, we've got to go live today. Yes. And, uh, naturally, uh, I wanted to, to make sure we could get the biggest, uh, listenership possible because, uh, Lord knows I do enough sitting around talking to myself anyway. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to know that when I do it here, I'm also getting people listening. And and originally we were gonna try and go right after the live smodcast. Correct. Uh, but uh, I then looked at the other schedule and I realized, yeah, that's not gonna work. So I, I apologize to anyone who may have gotten a false start, but you would have been listening to smodcast anyway. So it, right. it's there's no loss there. And and really, uh, once again, the great thing about smodcast when they do that on on the live stream is that it's. It's literally like sitting in and listening in on 
the recording session because it's not interactive at all. Like uh, before the show, right. you you let all of the Twitterverse know that while we're live, if you want to discuss what we're discussing uh, and as a way to possibly interact with us, uh, you could go on the Twitter and you could use the hashtag NetHeads. Yeah. So, you know, the the hash symbol, the number symbol, NetHeads. And in case you don't know what a hashtag is, I, you know, I'm at the point right now where I, I'm kind of on the bleeding out of t- edge of technology and I'm just shy of having you know, a, a digital clock blinking 12 all the time because I don't know how to change it. <laughs> I actually almost dated myself with the with the direction I was going with that because I almost said having the VCR blinking VCR, at 12. Right, yeah, exactly. Great <laughs> reference 15 years ago. Now, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so much. You got to stay on top of your tech, people. Yeah, I, I, but, but that's why we're here, Will. Exactly. That is why we're here. I would like to think we're like the layman's. You know, or layman's. You Thank know, you. That's you that's much better. I don't I don't feel lame. You know, that's how we say it here in Utah. In the Utah. Uh, yeah, dude, we're we're here to just let people. You know, maybe you you're not you know fully invested in in all things geek. We're here to give you what you need to know. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and by the way, if if you guys don't mind me uh, letting you in on a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff, uh, I I spent yesterday on the phone uh dealing with not dealing with that sounds bad dealing you have to deal with a parking ticket you have to deal with the DMV I had a great conversation actually I I can't really talk about who with but uh getting them set up for possibly broadcasting through the the marvelous sir stream that you're listening to right now if you're listening to us live and uh, I got the biggest compliment uh, trend and it involved you uh, because this individual had listened to our first live show and really? they could not tell that you were in utah and i was in california that's just good audio is what that is that's well that's the technology on our side there have been times when we have been recording that that podcast we do uh mm-hmm. you know if you want to know about it radioskew.com and there have been times where the skype has been against us and so i shouldn't hold on okay i knocked on wood so <laughs> Let me throw some salt over my shoulder and cut myself three times to make sure the demons stay away. But but seriously, we were the show is called Netheads, but we are literally at the mercy of the interwebs gods. Yes, so you we we mean? don't we don't talk uh, terse about uh, anonymous or any of the other hacker groups. We don't uh, we don't mm-hmm. speak unkindly of uh, of AT and T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Time Warner, or uh, you know anything involving Cisco products. We try and keep everybody happy. Yep, absolutely. Because we don't we can we don't want to accidentally invoke their wrath. But you know we're now we're talking a little too tech nerd. So let's, <laughs> yeah, we passed the layman's. Let's terms. let's dial it back a little bit. Uh, first of all, let's play some catch up, which is what I like to call uh, correcting the crap we got wrong last week. Shit. Uh, what to do? <laughs> uh, Again. L- last week, uh, we made mention of um, television shows, uh, and one of them, Falling Skies, which we'll hit on in just a minute. Okay. Uh, but uh, I also inquired about Terra Nova coming to Fox, at uh-huh. which point then you weren't sure if it was Steven Spielberg, executive producer or not. Turns out, yes, it is. So. Oh, wow. So uh, well, that, that makes me wonder if these are just vanity credits at this point. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Like, how much producing can you be involved with with like four movies and well, three tv shows at the same time well you know a lot sir because the i it's real simple you set up a production company you put people you trust in charge of the production company you get everything lined up and they do the work so you can have you can be the executive producer of these things uh, because you know it is their company that's arranging for the financing 
one way right. or another to get it done. So it's, it's, if it's Steven Spielberg's production company and he got the executive producer credit because of that, that's, that's how he earned it. And believe me, me, I mean, like, look, look what they went through, what, what Mr. Smith went through with Red State. You know, he had this movie, wanted to get it made and, and, you know, it's, it's not like people were just, uh, rushing out to give him money for the project. I mean, it took a right. few years for him to get it going. And, and so, I'm sure if somebody had asked for an executive producer credit, they might have. Well, I don't know. That's movies, not TV. Yeah, that's I mean, well, but but here's here's the crossover and here's the genius behind it as well. Uh, Falling Skies this last week, right in the middle of the show, they do like a, a long three minute sneak peek preview of the executive produced Transformers uh, Dark of the Moon. Ah, Mm-hmm. OK. And that's, you know, executive producer Steven Spielberg. Ah, uh, so he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's got his fingers everywhere, man. Well, that's the, look, man, if you want to make money, you got to hustle. That's what I've learned. And so. <laughs> did, did you just, did you just call Steven Spielberg a hustler? He is a hustler. <laughs> oh, you know, somebody actually in the Twitter, uh, a, a what is that? A, a, a as cast blog? Yes. Uh, asked the question, falling back a little bit on what we said, what would be the modern equivalent of the clock flashing 12 o'clock on a VCR? I don't you know, really I was, know. I was trying to come up with something really witty. And uh, I I don't know, changing the, the background on your smartphone? I don't know. I really, I you know, that's can somebody else please try and give us an answer on that one? That's what I would really like to know. So, you know, if you have an answer on what you think the uh, the equivalent of the clock flashing 12 o'clock on a VCR would be, then let us know with the hashtag netheads on wonderful and beautiful Twitter. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of falling skies. Yes. Uh, as of, tonight, the third episode. As of last week, technically the fourth. Fourth, yeah, because the first was a, t- uh, yeah, yeah. a two-banger, so I, to speak. I talked last night vaguely about it uh, because I had not been able to watch it. Right. Or Did I say last night? You did, but you meant last week. Well, actually, the secret's out. I'm a time traveler, and it's very hard for me to keep all this straight. <laughs> Uh, I watched, I did catch up with it during the week this past week. Uh, and I, I gotta say, one, you're right, the visual effects are good for a TV show. Yes. Uh, I really but, like yeah, what I'm, with, I, with the, yeah, with the caveat that it is a TV show. Yeah, I really like what I'm seeing so far. They're doing, they're doing a lot to set up, uh, an arc. You can see that where they're going with certain things. Certain things come into play across the three episodes. Mm-hmm. It's enough to make you keep wanting coming and come back for more. I gotta say though, and I don't know why this is, and I may have said this about something else as well recently. I really, I know it's on TNT, but I really get a, a, an old, you know, made for syndication TV show kind of feel for it. I, maybe it's because the topic is really similar to, uh, Earth Final Conflict, which aired for a few years in syndicated TV. Oh, I do remember that. But That's I get right, that yeah. kind of feel from the, from the production value going on here. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's just the two similarities, similarities, uh, linking it now, together in my brain. Now, when you say production value, what do you mean? Like, like the CG that they're actually doing or? Well, uh, the no, or obviously the CG is a little bit better. Uh, there wasn't a lot of puppetry in, in Earth Final Conflict, but, I don't know, man. It's just, it could just be as simple as the method that it's being shot on it, it visually is similar to me. Okay. I mean, okay. It, I, I can't explain the, the bizarre links that go on in the madness that I call my brain. Well, I think they were really smart to cast, uh, the guy that plays, that played Sawyer from Lost. Because no one is more devout 
than Lost fans. And just just by knowing that, that one of the main characters from Lost is in a new ongoing series, I've talked to people who would normally never watch something like that. But, you know, Sawyer's on there, so they're going to watch it. What the hell are you talking about? It's really smart. Where is he? Sawyer from Lost? Yeah. Yeah, he's the uh, the bad guy, Pope. That is not him. Oh, sir, yes it is. No freaking way. Yeah, man. No, I would have noticed that. <laughs> the lost fan that you were. There is no, yeah, I hear your keys clicking. <laughs> and I'm, I'm waiting for the backpedaling, sir. You go ahead and UIMDB that. I, 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 I am. That's and let's I am. see, and I bet you that the people on the Twitterverse are going to school you a lot faster than IMDB will. <laughs> I'll lay no good money on the fact that they will do that. Um, but yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing so far, and it, it's obviously coming in at, at a good time. It's getting in ahead of the return of Breaking Bad. The right. the Walking Dead void is still there to be filled. So, you know, they've got a little bit of a jump start going, and they've got time. I, I don't know if it's a 12 or 13 episode commitment, but so far in the first three, they've got me hooked. I'm ready for number four tonight because, uh, you know, it's it's gritty and messed up, too. It's not as dark as The Walking Dead, obviously. Right. But still some grim things going on. If you've, uh, you know, it's been a week later. If you haven't seen the third episode, what you may think of as the second one, I don't care. Spoilers, turn down your volume, whatever. <laughs> when for whatever reason that I don't understand, okay, they let Noah Wiley's kid, uh, get away after being stunned. Right. When the big mech that comes, because the aliens, for some reason, they're six-legged aliens, but they're able to control these robotic creatures with two legs. Don't understand that one. Uh, they, it, it, they had, uh, abducted one of the, uh, the kids that well, had they, been hardest. Hold on. They, they talk about that. Oh, that it might be a form of intimidation because yeah, it's yeah, psychological. Because we, yeah, yeah. When we create robots, we would do it with two legs. So it's yeah, it's it's mimicking us. Oh, here. Even though even though its its knees are bent backwards like an ostrich rather than forward like a human. Exactly. So, uh, to try and sum it up, they they're trying to get the teenagers are abducted by the aliens and they get these harnesses put on their back. So then the the, the teenagers are the kids are remote controllable by the aliens. Right. And so they have a doctor that's come to their resistance camp who believes he knows how to get the, these harnesses off without killing the kids. So they need to get a kid to bring in an experiment on. And for whatever reason, instead of getting Noah Wiley's kid, they got another one and, uh, Noah Wiley's other son. So, but the, the one son that was trying to assist in getting his brother back and his girlfriend, uh, right. they fell behind and they got stunned. So later on, they come to the guy sees his girlfriend get dragged off. That's a bummer. And then for whatever reason, I guess he's not harnessable, but they also decided not to kill him. But instead, they trotted out five other kids with harnesses on, and then the alien motions towards him, then motions towards the harness kids, and the yeah. mech the mech bot just shoots them down like, you brought this on. Yeah, yeah, like just mows them down, man. Uh, oh, well, actually, I think I just answered my own question then. The reason why they release him is to send the message back. You mess with us. Yeah, yeah, because Tom, you know, uh, Noah Wiley's uh, character says, you know, the Nazis used to do that in World War II, to, you know, to carry the message back that, you know, you caused this. Yeah, and and the thing is, I didn't see that because my beautiful DVR dropped out for like three minutes at that point. N not to speak ill of AT and T's. No, uh, no, not at all. I'm just saying, yep. for whatever reason, no. that that particular DVR downstairs decided to mess with me. 
<laughs> oh, uh, I want to, you know, to save you uh, from having to go back and retract anything that we said incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, boy, was I way off. Thank you. On, Let's move on. Uh, Wasn't him. On the John Pope. That's Colin Cunningham. So right. I was, good Lord, I was way off. Colin Cunningham, who's also been in? Uh, uh, Shattered, uh, which I don't think that's even gone out yet. Uh, Flashpoint, which was on, what, uh, this year? Um, Wait, what's his name? Really about it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Impact, the, the TV miniseries. You remember when, yeah. uh, that was on? No, I've never really seen the guy before, at least not consciously. Uh, uh but, yeah, but it's all, it's all TV movie stuff. But before the lost hands begin, the lost fans, not lost hands. If you've lost your hands, I'm really sorry. But, <laughs> well, they won't be typing anyway. Yeah. For the lost fans who, uh, who might want to write in about Trent, please don't understand. Trent saw one episode of Lost. Yeah, just one. Just the one. one. The very last one. He's like, this is a moment in, in pop culture history. So I'm going to live it with my, with my, my ilk, my kind, my peeps. Mm-hmm. And then you took it in, which was, yeah. uh, which was kind of neat. Well, and, and if, you know, for, if, if they don't mind us revisiting that moment, it's kind of a funny story because, uh, I watched it with some diehard fans. Okay. I mean, these are people who, who who yell at the TV and get pissed when someone else is speaking over top, you know, Ben or whoever else, John Locke is speaking, right? Oh, my gosh. I just had a flashback. Am, am I involved in this a little bit? And uh, right in the middle, the height of the, the intensity that was the last episode, my cell phone starts going off. And who is it? <laughs> oh, it's Will from uh, from NetHeads giving me a call. To ask how it's going, and everyone in the room just glares at me like, you cocksucker! Oh, sir, your collective memory is wrong. It was even worse. All I did was send a text message that oh, said, yes, loud that noise. That was it. That was that. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh! And and I hadn't turned my phone off, and I, I remember I had some god-awful notification. I think it was like a uh, uh, 56K modem connecting with mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, the ringtone. and oh, Murderous. Uh, if you will. But chalk one up for for you. That was that was a great prank. Yes, I'm a winner. Uh, wait, we've got two suggestions on the blinking twelve o'clock equivalent. One of them is unable to set a profile pic on Facebook, or no security on your home Wi-Fi. Ooh, that's a good one. Those that's are good ones. Really good one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the guys at Ascast Blog also say that's when your GPS navigation in your car sends you past the exit you need to get off of. Interesting submission, but that's more the GPS than it is you. <laughs> really? So. But uh, please, you know, if if you do if you do have suggestions on what would be the modern day equivalent of the twelve o'clock flashing on the VCR, please send them hashtag netheads on the old Twitter. So yeah, falling skies. I'm in for now. Yeah, I mean, what, well, the other the other thing is, what else is on right now? I you know that's that's really a good question. I on mean, Sunday, I yeah, on Sunday nights there's nothing else on. I've been I've been spending whatever free time I have to watch television on on Hulu. Like I, for whatever reason, I don't remember how this happened. Somehow I found myself watching the second season of Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I like to watch it with like, you know, a Rice crispy treat smothered in chocolate frosting. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting the point right. Exactly. This is one of those things like, why, how did I start? I was, I was halfway through the second episode and I'm like, why, how did I start watching this and why? But I, I can't get out. I can't get out now. I'm in. I'm drawn in. Have you made anything that you've seen on there? Like, no. Are, are you going down to the convenience store and getting Hershey syrup to put on your pop tarts? No, 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 no. I'm not. But you know, it. 
I don't know. It, it was interesting to watch. I, it, it in no way influences the way I eat. Biggest Loser doesn't either. I watch that show and you know, I'll watch it with microwave popcorn. I, I'm just getting it wrong. Hey, hey, now you want some Biggest Loser inside stuff? You got Biggest Loser inside? You somebody? I got, I got, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put it out there. Somebody from Utah. Uh, well, Rulon Gardner. Okay, you remember him on there, the the ex uh, Olympic athlete, right? Yes, I do. That was this past season. Now he and I both grew up in Wyoming in the same very small community. Uh oh. And he's currently now living in Logan, Utah, as uh, well. Oh my god, is he stalking you, Trent? Okay. Are no, are you being I mean, stalked by a gold medalist? In fact, he even now, now here's here's the irony of it, folks. He has his own gym, his own weight loss facility, Rulon Gardner Fitness. Is that really ironic? He. Dude, he went on to lose weight. That's true. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, um, now this is, this is just rumor. Okay. There is, there is no fact behind it, but I've heard from several sources. Okay. So multiple, multiple people who would be in the know have told me this. Yeah. That you know how he just mysteriously up and quit, right? Yeah. He did. Just like all of a sudden I gotta go, I gotta go take care of my business. Okay. Apparently. Uh oh. Uh, he had been caught cheating. And was using a lot of the old wrestler tricks to drop weight quickly, i.e. put on a rubber suit and go jump rope in the steaming hot shower. Uh-huh. And just sweat it out. Yeah. Um, and doing that because he'd been binging, you know, nights previous. Well, actually, they showed that on the show. They showed the fact that he had a binging issue. Right. They yes. really did. Not a binge yeah, and a purge, but, but, but he, he but, would be but, eating some, chips. Some, yeah, exactly. Some reason he was still making weight, right? Um, and, and there were a few other things that were involved, and I guess it was the ultimatum that was made. Uh, either you can just leave or we'll expose it. So you, it's your choice. Now, this is all speculation based on some type of source that you think you have. It, it, this isn't a matter of fact, and we have no way of confirming it, right? Yeah, yeah. There, okay. There's no way to confirm it. I've, I've just heard from multiple people who, who have good reason to know those, those facts as facts. They're not my facts. They were theirs. Interesting. Well, that's. Yeah, it's something to think about. For, and. For me, I like hearing that kind of stuff. And this is this is even better in 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 Utah. There's a, a franchise called Chuckorama, and it's an all you can eat buffet place, a lot like a Golden Corral would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've I've re- actually received multiple picture texts from friends eating at Chuckorama of Rulon Gardner just piling up his plate with fried chicken and ribs and you know macaroni and cheese and this that and the other. And and he is not thinner than he ever was on the show oh wow you know that's the one thing about that show that really saddens me is that it it's 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 two things at once it's a weight loss challenge but it's also a reality show and right i think realistically the only uh competitor that uh over a long term period has kept the weight off is what is her name ali vincent she was the first woman to win the competition Okay. And I believe she is the only one, you know, over time, obviously recent champions, you don't have enough time there to judge, but, but like she, for example, compared to others before her and after her has, is the only one to keep them off, which is, which is really sad because for the effort that they go through, I really, I'd really wish they had a longer term, uh, you know, accomplishment and, and learn from like me. I, I, I recently, 
well, over the past two to three years, I have been consecutively been losing weight. Right now, I'm at a plateau. I've been, or I've been able to maintain, depending on the way you want to look at it. I'd like to say it's maintaining. I've been maintaining a steady increase over the years. Yeah, that's okay. Good for you, man. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I did lose some weight, and and part of that was just you know that was learning to to eat in moderation and you know balancing my food with exercise, and 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 it was something I learned to the point where, it, like I said, now. I'm able to maintain. If I go through a bad period of eating, I I am able to balance it out with a good period of eating, you know, to to kind of hit that equilibrium where I'm okay. And right. But after everything they went through, it's like, come on, man, seriously. Well, I I think that's the problem. Um, you know, they're they're taken out of their everyday lives and they're put into this this weird situation where all they're doing is focusing on their weight. Yeah. You know I mean? And then you, you throw them back into real life and you, you haven't dealt with those day to day issues with normal stress and, and normal time and scheduling your time to exercise. I want to see one where, you know, they have a competition where everyone's still going to work nine to five and, you know, still has birthday parties and bachelor parties to go to and still maintain that weight. Right. Cause that would be true reality weight loss television. That reminds me, I gotta make a note here that I, I need to, I need to check out on Hulu that extreme makeover, uh, weight loss edition. Oh, now, yeah. apparently, I, I haven't, yes. I don't, I haven't read any reviews about it. I haven't seen any episodes, but I at least want to see one because apparently they, they catalog somebody's journey o- over the span of like a year. Oh, okay. And it's extreme makeover. So, you know, they're obviously taking the biggest loser approach. Right. Um, and, and applying that. Um, and the only reference I have it to it is what Joel McHale has been uh, riffing on on the soup, and that's been hilarious. So, oh yeah, if that if that's any indicator, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, right on. Well, I'm good. Yeah, I'm glad because you know I hate watching bad TV. I hate it. I hate yeah. even investing ten minutes in it. You know, I gotta I gotta mention one thing by the way. Let's uh let's stop talking about television. I, I've had a, I've had enough of the television. Okay. I'm just gonna put out two more things then, real quickly. Spit it out. Go to FX, watch Louie, and watch Wilfred um, with Elijah Wood. You won't be disappointed. Oh, my. Wilfred. Best freaking sitcoms on the air right now. Oh, so just that. Wilfred already started? Oh, it's it's only two episodes into it, though. Okay, good. Now, for those that don't know, that's Elijah Wood and his dog. Yes. But? Yeah, he, he tries to kill himself, and then all of a sudden he starts seeing and hearing this this dog. And when he sees it... It's a human dressed in, a, you know, an Australian guy dressed in a dog suit. Everyone else just sees a dog. Yeah. So I'm already sold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's genius. It was a highly successful, um, program in Australia that has been modified for, uh, American television. Which, which could be either a fun story or a bad one on the behind the scenes thing, especially if you've seen the show episodes on Showtime. Uh, a little circular TV reference there. I want to take a moment uh, to talk about Google+. And I want to take a moment to do that because Mark K underscore H and Leaking Pan on Twitter both kindly got me an invite to Google+. Are you serious? I kid you not. But it doesn't matter because you can't. They're at capacity. I won't let anyone else in. Oh, that was the same thing with the wave, man. Yeah. Well, you just got to keep checking then, right? Yes. Seeing if you yep. can get in there. Gosh, darn it. Ooh, it makes me angry. Uh, but, you know, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Google Plus is the 
You know, a lot of people, it's funny, a lot of people have said it's their next attempt after the failure of Wave and Google Buzz. But I actually, for some reason, I don't know why, I saw it as the progression of those things. You know? Well, because if you think about the the things that those did, and then what they're doing with Google+, Plus, which is kind of like their answer, Google's answer to Facebook. But right, it, yeah, and Twitter, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Buzz was the Twitter equivalent. Right, now yeah, that's exactly. kind of part of Plus, and so so that's what I mean. So for those that don't know, this is Google's answer to Facebook. Uh, but unlike uh, Facebook, where you have to work on the privacy settings, they're making this like an inherent thing. You set up your own groups just naturally, so that the people that you want to see. The people that you want to see the things you want them to see, see them, and those right. that don't. So, like, for example, I could have a group that's specifically my friends, one that's specifically my family, one that's specifically my work, and those that I wish to see what will see what I want them to see. Exactly, because if you go back and, and it's the, in the privacy settings in Facebook, it's kind of a, a one thing fits all. So if I don't want my boss seeing, you know, my drunken pictures from the night before, my boss also can't see – you know, anything I've posted about work as well. Right. So it's, it's, it's an all or nothing thing. So this actually gives you some, some customizability to your privacy. Right. There you go. And that's what we want. We want, absolutely. we want control of our content. The thing is though, I mean, whenever something like this happens, you know, it'll only be a month before Facebook rolls out the same feature set, their next update with the exact same feature set. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's kind of an interesting timing, though, when you look at things. Uh, them rolling out, Google rolling out their answer to Facebook right now, at the same time that News Corp successfully dumped MySpace onto yes. that uh, internet marketing company, that PR place. I can't even remember the name of it now. It's so irrelevant. But I thought this past week, for those that you don't that don't know, uh, you know. News Corp, who owns Fox, bought MySpace years ago for millions. Mm-hmm. And then they, it cost them millions to maintain it. And I'm sure they had deals with people and they did this and they did that. Cost them a lot of money. And now they just dumped it for uh, just a fraction of what they paid Yeah, to this one yeah. company. And then that company put out a press release about it. And I'm like, isn't that – speaking of VCRs – isn't saying you just bought MySpace, like putting out a press release stating how you just got an awesome new VCR? That's like, and I've said this before, that's like having a date with the skinniest kid at fat camp. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, what are you, what are you guys thinking? I, I'm for them, well, apparently good old JT, Justin Timberlake is also involved with this company that bought MySpace. Uh-huh. But really, I mean, there was a time. Ugh. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. As you know, it is the uh, the 4th of July weekend. USA! USA! So every once in a while, there are loud explosions going on around me. Because I live in an agricultural community. Nothing Go ahead. wrong with that. No, there isn't. Except that uh, there's a lot of farmers around here. And apparently during this time of year, they're allowed to buy the equivalent of M80s for scaring birds away from the crops. Oh, really? And on 4th of July weekend, man, it is just free reign for them to just rain thunder down upon us. (laughs) And as we're sitting here talking, I'm looking out of the studio window, meaning the front bedroom in my house. I'm looking out the studio window, and I suddenly see a puff of smoke followed momentarily by boom. And I'm just like, (laughs) 
a quick digression here. Uh, I grew up in Wyoming, and Wyoming is famous for a few things, and that's its lax liquor laws and the uh, basically no in, in inhibiting uh, ruling on fireworks as well. Now, is that specifically an answer to the fact that Wyoming is a neighbor of Utah? <laughs> no, and I kid you not, where, wherever there's a border for Wyoming and any, any of its surrounding states, there are, there's a bar, a hotel, and a fireworks stand. Very nice. Very and nice. I, uh, I, I did visit Wyoming uh, over the weekend, and w- multiple friends gave me lists of liquor and fireworks, specific fireworks that they wanted me to uh, drive quickly across the border back to Utah. Oh, my godness, dude. You were – you were. I just said my godness. That's interesting. Uh <laughs> But my goodness, dude, you were, you were like living almost a real life version of Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was the Dukes of Hazard, man. You were eastbound and down, dude. <laughs> Loaded up and trucking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but, uh, back to MySpace. No, wait a minute. Hold on. I want to talk about you running illegal explosives and alcohol. <laughs> this is what I want to talk about now. So, so you were, you, you were given a list. We're not going to say that you did this. We're just going to say people sure. gave you lists. Yes. In a theoretical world, Trent, where you were running drugs and alcohol, or alcohol and explosives, not drugs, uh, alcohol and explosives, in a, in a, in a, in a theoretical situation, um, Obviously. do you just drive a little bit safer in those scenarios coming home, or do you have like a smuggler's, uh, storage area to hide things in? <laughs> theoretically, um, just yeah, theoretically. The- theoretically, it would have worked out well. Um, because I would have been picking up a new dog, um, in Wyoming as well to bring back home, a two year old Bernese mountain dog who weighs 130 pounds. Um, so that also carrying back his, uh, kennel, yeah. his indoor kennel, which is enormous, which ha- had, you know, adequate space for a lot of things that I theoretically could have put in there. Oh, interesting. In theory, you could put them in there. Ab- yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that's, I mean, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, that would be kind of a little awkward, though, if you got pulled over and the officer wants to know why your dog's bed in the crate is four feet off of the crate floor. <laughs> How do you expect to fit that dog in there with only two inches of clearance, sir? Yeah, that's that's why he sat in the front seat with me on the way home. <laughs> you know, that's I not mean, safe. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Oh, man, dude, you are. Uh, that is. See, that's the story. You're like, oh, no, moving on to MySpace. No, 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 no. <laughs> So I take it there are, are lax border checks between Wyoming and, and Utah then. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, there's, there's nothing. Cause you know. Rarely a port of entry. Yeah, because in, uh, my neck of the woods, a lot of people like to go to, uh, Nevada. Right. Uh, via, there he goes again. Damn can. It's called a mic, a mute button, dude. Use it's a, it. It's a bottle today, okay? Oh, whatever. Mute your mic. You slack ass. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Poor Trent. Yeah, we recorded some spots, uh, with some, uh, neighboring podcasts to run for us. And, and Trent had to put up with this horrible, horrible abusive recording session where I'm sitting here on my side as a producer while he's recording the audio on his end to make sure the audio is, is, you know, good when he records it instead of me getting it through Skype with that, that wonderful hiss that accompanies it. And, and I was just, uh, I, it was unfair. There's no other way to put it. Well, and, and bless Will's heart. Uh, for dealing with such an amateur actor on my side. <laughs> yeah, I think the best part for me is when I'm like, no, dude, sound more like me. Listen to this. 
At which point, will do it yourself. I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're like, asshole, just record it yourself and leave me alone. Which I'd completely understand. Anyway, um, going up to Nevada, like going from Lake Tahoe, uh, going into Nevada, uh, you, there is, you know, an occasional border check, but if you have California plates, you just move into another lane and you go right through. So I don't understand that though. Why do you even have a border check if you're not going to check? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, guys, I uh, uh, maybe I'm bringing along illegal birds or something. <laughs> well, you know, the the agriculture is the biggest problem that they have passing through state to state. Yeah, exactly. You can't br- you can't bring that fruit here because you'll contaminate our. F- we don't know how that fruit will affect our fruit. Well, and and we talked about this on our other podcast. Uh, earlier, the horse herpes in Utah happened from horses that came down oh, from Canada. Here come, you hear that? There come the cops to get you. I heard the sirens. Yes, yeah, there are. They've been monitoring the live stream, and they're now out to get Trent. <laughs> Shit. You are a dead man, sir. They are That's coming to get you. There is nothing else better to prosecute in Utah. Nope. <laughs> well, this guy, he ran drugs and not... I keep saying drugs. <laughs> I may as well just hand you over to the cops right Thanks, now. Will. I'll just I'll just log out and uh, hand them my computer while I'm at it, so they can get all my. Never mind. That's probably a better idea. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, border patrol is really loose. Blah blah blah. MySpace sold. Woo! Well, and, and that's interesting though, especially with Justin Timberlake kind of having roots in it, in the company that bought it, because uh, MySpace worked really really hard. To market itself as like the the place for garage bands and the and the place for bands to be to try and and let people listen to music for free and check things out without having to maintain a website right or or, or even purchase music from them without having to to maintain a regular website. You know the part that nobody is really addressing with this that I really want to discuss is what happened to poor Tom and all this. <laughs> Cause I've actually got, I've actually got a friend whose his Facebook profile picture right now is of Tom. <laughs> yeah. These these kids with their Facebook that never went on the the MySpace they don't know. But Tom was everybody's friend. Was who was oh, yeah, Tom? Was he the lead developer or the alleged creator? How did that work? Yeah, the, the alleged creator of MySpace was Tom. Yeah, was Tom. So uh, he, he was the face for the organization. Whatever happened to poor Tom, man? Tom was everybody's friend. Now, that was an interesting little tidbit about it. Was that you know in the non-Facebook approach, you know, MySpace was just about connecting everybody to everybody. And so their one great idea was instantly when you join, you've got Tom as a friend and Tom is everybody's friend. So then you're everybody's friend. Exactly. You're you're at least one degree away from everyone else. Exactly. And in that perfect world, that's how Steve Jobs takes over. (laughs) Well, I mean, and you look back at the at the Facebook movie, you know, social network. That's what he says. It's all about exclusivity which brings us back to damn google plus yes exactly but you know they, that's we want it because we can't have it yeah they did that with gmail too though and i was yes. i was like one of the first people i knew to have gmail so i gotta admit when this google plus thing came down i was a little offended i didn't get it <laughs> and then i was even more offended when i found out ashton kutcher was on it <laughs> Well, Will, you don't have the trucker hat to pull it off. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't have the 70s shades to go with it, man. I don't. <laughs> you know, I didn't make my Twitter handle W plus W. So 
You know, for the longest time I read that, I'm like, what the hell is an applusk? Oh, it's A plus K. Gosh. Curse you, Kircher. You got me again. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's an applusk? I just don't know. Maybe that's, you know what? From now on, we will just refer to him as applusk. applusk. That's it. Hey, you know, by the way, I just got to say too, last week, uh, we were trying to, in discussion, we said, uh, what, well, what is our, uh, what is our measuring system? You know, how do we, cause we were talking about, you know, well, we can't do thumbs up. That's copyrighted. So oh, in, right. in yes. doing a movie review, what would you, what would you say? And, and somebody said, uh, cause at one point we had uttered the term geekgasm during the show. And he's yeah. like, there's your rating system. How many geekgasms was it? <laughs> and I like that. Sure. Yeah. I like that a lot. So how many geekgasms was Green Lantern? Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, what's, what's my scale here? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Cause when it comes yeah, to quote unquote gasm, I'm at the point where I'm one at night and I'm good. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not exactly you know, what system we, uh, let's just say five geek gas. What would, yeah, I think five's a good standard. Cause it, with five, I'd be in traction. So five would probably be the maximum. Right. Yeah. I mean, at, at five, you might need to go see a doctor. Okay. Uh, okay, Green Lantern was probably two and a half to, to three. Okay, so middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fun, uh, it's not the best written, and there's some shitty campy stuff in there, um, which, you know, a good friend from, uh, Geek Show Podcast, uh, Carrie Jackson had referenced that, you know, sure it's campy, but guess what? That's the same stupid shit that was in the comic book. There you go. So you know if you're I mean? if, like, like you can make anything with your ring and you choose to do a Hot Wheel set, really? But yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that you would see in the comic book. So I mean, yeah, it's it's fun for what it is. Don't see it in 3D. Um I refuse yeah. to see any and just uh, for the record, I refuse to see anything in 3D. Unless unless I'm getting guilted into it by my kid. I'm not right. seeing it in 3D. You put out a movie in 3D, I'm going to go see the non-3D equivalent. And unless my kid catches wind that it's 3 because right now I don't think she's at the point where she has connected the sign-ups up there saying all the movie times with what we're doing. Oh, right, right. But Because she will always choose the 3D. She will pick it over anything. And I, and It's so dark. And me, I'm like, it's just, this is crap. Okay, yeah, it, it's an amazing novelty that that wears off, and it, the only reason why the studios want to do it is because they're able to artificially inflate the ticket prices. Because exactly. you you cannot tell me it costs any more to broadcast that shitty image as it does to broadcast that beautiful crystal clear image up on the movie screen. All it is is a lens. Thank you friend. very much. That's so forget it, it. and and. And the fact that we're recycling these these 3D glasses, that skeeves me out, man. It really does. And plus, I wear glasses. <laughs> I don't want to wear glasses exactly. on top of my glasses, and I don't want to have to wear contacts just because I'm going to go to the movies. Yeah, I see, I don't wear contacts. All I have is glasses, and they're freaking huge. So there's no way I can duel up. I can't double bag my glasses. So what do you do? I just squint. That's it? That's all I you, so you got to spend the whole time watching a 3D movie and you're like, oh, this is crappy. Well, a lot of times I'll just, you know, when I, when there's obvious places where no 3D is happening, I'll just take them off. You know, here's what we need to do. We need to come up with the 3D glasses clip on. Ah. So you just slap like that it. on your frames and now you're 3D. 
Now, here's, and, the, here's and, the question, too. If I don't need your 3D glasses to see this movie, should I really be paying a higher premium? Ah, yeah. Yeah, what if you brought your own? Exactly. It's all right. I've got my own. Here is just I, – I don't even want to say the ticket price in California. It's obscene. Oh, I, I Yeah, I remember going and seeing 2D movies um, last fall, and I was just appalled. It is – there it is shocking but you know that's the studios make the money on the initial box office the 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 uh the movie theaters they make their money on concession mostly yes yeah it's popcorn that's 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 the only place they're making money and let me tell you folks unless you're pushing drugs the thing you want to push is movie theater popcorn that's so delicious that extra large bucket of popcorn that they sell you for 525 750 whatever it is now i don't know i've never bought a bag that big in a long time that costs them that costs them 13 cents to make. Folks, that is like printing money. <laughs> that is just ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Oh, uh, but, okay, so we're talking 3D, right? Yeah, un- unwantingly, yeah, I guess so. So Transformers came out, right? Oh, there you go. Thank you for bringing the geek back to the show. I'm Thank like, you. I'm like, what came out? I don't know. <laughs> I've been, I've been watching TV and going to bed at nine. Another Steven Spielberg executive pr- produced film. Dark side. What is Dark of the Moon? Dark is of it, the Moon. I'm guessing because Dark Side of the Moon is trademarked. Yeah, exactly. And, and but still, again, you see this title and you're like, that's so stupid. It is. Like, what was the last one? Rise of the Fallen. Yes. No, that's just people. That's getting up is what we call that. It's. <laughs> I have fallen. I am now getting up. It is not my rise. I am. Come on. <laughs> I I thought that was just me in the mornings. <clears throat> That's really just oh <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, they brought on um Cameron's crew to do all the 3D stuff. James Cameron. Yeah, and they filmed it in 3D. I thought maybe was- you meant Kurt Cameron. It was like you know a whole <laughs> religious 3D approach. It should be. I mean, when you've got Jesus in your 3D, you know it's happening. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, Jesus yeah. up on that crucifix 3D with them rock hard abs. Boom, baby. Oh, it's like the blood spots are hitting me. It's like I can reach out and touch them. Oh, I, how did, where did I make this left turn and why? Please continue. They brought Cameron's crew in. Not, yeah, not Kirk Cameron's, uh, but James Cameron's. Right. Um, you know, we all know how I feel about 3D. That said, this is the best 3D I have seen. Really? I would still rather have seen it in 2D. Yeah. But the 3D was entertaining. Here's the problem with the 3D. Oh, wait a minute. I get it now. And by squinting, you mean you put on the 3D glasses and you have to squint to see the image correctly. Yes, Yes, exactly. For some reason, I'm thinking you're sitting there watching without the 3D glasses. Boy, am I an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, I can squint down to like 20, 25 vision, man. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, but the, the problem is, and in classic Michael Bay fashion, every time that a fight scene starts and the Transformers start to transform, you have a five minute long bullet time sequence where it's slowed down matrix style and each part you see, you know, change individually. And it makes the 157 minute long movie seem that much longer. Oh. And you see, I'm not down with that because already as it is, I don't know whether it's being 40 years old or the fact that I'm, I'm, I've now acquired the bladder of a little child, but 
Like, I don't even buy sodas at the movies anymore because I want to be able to right. sit comfortably through the movie. Absolutely. And, and the fact that they, they, the movie is drawn out longer than it needs to be can sometimes make me suffer. And, well, and, and I don't stop putting stuff like that in your film just because uh, you can. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Michael Bay, he even told the LA Times, um, he, he said, yeah, Rise of the Fallen, <laughs> that was kind of a mess, wasn't it? But, and, and he attributed <laughs> all, all of the problems of the second Transformers movie to the writing. Okay. Apparently they started the movie without really having a solid script. So what does he do? Hires the exact same screenwriter to write the third movie. Well, that's just, that's a good idea. <laughs> I can, I can see that. Okay. Sure. Let's do that. Anyway, it's, uh, as far as geekgasms go, I give it a one and a half. Okay. There are some fight scenes in it that were really cool. And, and as, as bad as I, badly as I hate 3D, there were some, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool for what it is, but at 157 minutes, man, nothing is cool. I'm sorry. You know, I don't blame you. I actually, uh, as I said, been watching a lot of TV lately, a lot of on demand stuff, all, all, all the good things in life. And one of the things I finally did, I didn't want to do this. Okay. I, I went kicking and screaming. Uh, Poor choice of words given, but I finally saw the uh, the the remake of the Karate Kid. Oh, I, which which I still haven't done, just out of principality. And dear Maker above, help me! I wanted to not like it. I really, really, really wanted to not like it. Okay, but I got to admit, it was really enjoyable. It, they did a really good job of re envisioning the the material while at the same time still playing paying a uh, proper tribute to the source you know what i mean okay okay you see you see little little bits of of cuz cuz really there's a lot of the original story in there but it's just redressed but it's redressed in a clever way and i really didn't like it but that being said it was like 2 hours and plus yeah i'm like so really uh, say what you will about the the John Hughes films of the eighties, but they were palatable, man. And they were and they were ninety minutes, baby, ninety exactly. minutes. Exactly, bam, you're done. You you when you're planning a date, you know that you can hit a hit a meal, hit that, and still get some nookie before it's over. Otherwise, man, you you go to a you know a two hundred minute movie. Fuck it, it's done. It's not happening. No, no. It, I'm sorry, I draw the. Well, then again, I don't know. I mean, look, like every one of those Harry Potter movies has been long, but I, I don't think, well, ex except for the last one. I mean, I think everybody felt every minute of that last one. And then I knew that was going to be a problem when I read the book. Cause I'm like, right. they're still in the woods. What, what the hell am I reading here? Come on. Well, and, and all I want to know is the little kid with the lightning bolt going to live or die. Let's go. Be that as it may, if you're taking a date to see Harry Potter, there's no nookie involved. No, you're not seeing that with a date. No. You're seeing, you're an, you're an uncle that's being dragged to a midnight showing by your nieces because you're the cool uncle and their parents won't do it. That's why you're exactly. going. You're not taking yeah. a date to a Harry Potter movie. Or, or, or you are because you have, you have met that soulmate of yours. <laughs> there's, there's a Jack for every Jill, so to speak. Exactly. And, and, uh, and let me tell you, Jill, if you're being taken to a Harry Potter movie, you're getting jacked. 
<laughs> You're just getting jacked something fierce. But, you know, the, the next one is coming out on the 15th, isn't it? 15th yeah, of is. July. We're already in. Yep. How the hell is it already July? Dude, June flew absolutely by so damn quickly. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. But, yeah, the final Harry Potter film. Now, let me to ask you a question, okay? It, how long has it been that the book has been out? I... I should know this because my sad, pathetic ass was there at a midnight screening getting it. I even won a Harry Potter replica uh, wand in a giveaway that I'm sure I was – my ticket was in there with the rest of the 13-year-olds who tried to enter for it, okay? <laughs> but uh, I, I I was there for the midnight showing. Actually, you know what? I was living – I can tell you how long ago it was. It was probably 2007 that the book came out. The first book? No, 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 no. The last book. The final, the final oh. one. Because we're, we're at the final half of the last right. movie that's airing. So, so the last book, I think, was 2007, which, you know, hold on. Let me carry the farm. That was four years ago. Right? I'm checking the, uh, Roughly. the internets. Technically, right I think it came out in like October. So we're probably three years, some odd little off. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm just saying, oh, maybe it was two. It could be, it could be 07 or 08. So we're either three or four years that it's been out. So talking about any plot points, is that really spoilerish now? I no, no. If it's if the book's been out for a year, I mean there is no spoiler at all. Is there anybody that doesn't know if the kid lives or dies? I mean, if you I'd assume if you're a fan of the movies, you might have looked into the books by now. Yeah, you'll Google it, man. I would think so. I mean, there are websites dedicated to the chronology of these things. And yes, whoo, man, J.K. Rowling is opening up a new website that's supposedly going to be like the the original stories, but told from other characters' perspectives. And man, she has learned to milk that cash cow. I'll tell you. Anyway, July twenty first, two thousand seven. There we go. The print date on uh, Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows. You know, I'm surprised they're not putting it off one more week. Then there must be a strategic reason about the 15th. But you know, because that's almost uh, yeah, four yeah. years. Do you know why? Because they'd have to compete with Captain America the following week. Oh, that'll do it. And the, the same teen girls that want to go see Harry Potter would want to go see Cap. Huh? Oh, have you seen his abs? Oh, dude, seriously, did you have to go there? I'm just saying. I wasn't gonna say that. I'm trying he to. A, he he gives me a boner, no homo. I wanna I wanna make the uh, I wanna give off the air that I am somewhat manly. That this voice, <laughs> you know, because when you if you hadn't seen James Earl Jones before and you heard Darth Vader's voice, you know, you you think of this big, strong uh, guy behind it, and then you see it's James Earl Jones. So, You're like, oh, a, a Shakespearean actor? Yeah. So, you know, I kind of want to give the imp- like yesterday I spent all afternoon rototilling my backyard. <laughs> you know, I have. And the sad thing is, I, I, I guess this just talks about either how soft I am or how much I'm not accustomed to powering machinery. You know, that area that that curve, if I'm holding up my thumb to my forehead to tell you you're a loser because, uh, you know, it's seven years ago in my world. You know that curve where your thumb goes, uh, where your index finger slopes down into the thumb? Yes. I've got bruises there from running that rototiller yesterday. <laughs> and, and, I, but it's, it's a, funny because I have, I have bruises there too, but for something completely different. You're doing that wrong. Just so you know. <laughs> but, but, cause you know, with a rototiller, I, when you're first doing the dirt, I did it on first gear to kind of really get in there and dig. But there are certain areas of the ground that were a lot more compact. So those those tines, that's what they're called, the tines, the things that turn uh-huh. the dirt, 
they would hit one of those spots and then it would just lurch and launch off because rather than digging in, it just rolls off of them. So there was a lot of like, you know, bounding and rebounding on this thing, just uh, machine dragging me along. That must be how it happened. But, you know, that's what I'm saying, though. I was out in the backyard in the heat rototilling. I was turning the earth. Sounds manly. You know, living in an agricultural community. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm never mind. I'm, I'm none of the above, but I did road until the backyard and now my little hands are bruised. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, I want to try and appear manly. And then you're like, have you seen his abs? All I'm saying, dude, is he looks great. He looks like Captain America should. Well, you know, it. I get you kind of have to with the role and God bless the Hollywood stars that they have that kind of discipline. If I could be paid, I'd even say if you told me I I'll give you a million dollars, but you have to get get ripped like Jesus on the cross. Okay? <laughs> you told me Catholics get that. I don't know if anybody else does. But if you told me, if you told me you would give me a million dollars for doing that. Okay? I bet you I could turn that around really quick. But nobody's ponying up the dough at all. So I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, in, in Chris, it's Chris Evans, right? Yes. In, uh-huh. in Chris Evans defense, good for him. He's got the discipline. He can hire the trainers and all that jazz and just eat the brown rice and the tofu and whatever. But I can't do that. But that's, that is how Captain America. Do you think they CGI'd him at all? For I know they did for the shrunken him for the. For the Steve Rogers before right. the Captain America, the Super Soldier Serum, right? If 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 it was almost like a three hundred effect, yeah. You know, did they did they give him more abs? Did they make him more kept? I really don't like where this conversation's going. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a six pack. He has a sixteen pack. It's just I don't know. I, I don't know. Will I, I hope not? I really think I can get my wife to see that movie if I just show her the trailer. I'm telling you, man, that's the same way you were able, you, you get girls to see Thor was to show him Chris Hemsley with his shirt off. I, I didn't get my wife to go see Thor. So <clears throat> I guess it doesn't work. <clears throat> I really wanted. Did you show her the trailer? I don't think so. Well, okay. So I, I blame, I blame you then. I don't blame you for blaming me. I would blame me too. Hey, you know, Trent, I don't know about you. We got more to talk about, but I want to give my voice a break. So let's take a moment. We'll give you a shout out for some other folk, and we'll be right back in just a moment right here on NetHeads on Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. Radio. Or we won't because my stupid self didn't set the uh, mute button. <laughs> you're, you're too hard to on yourself sometimes, Will. I know. The Geek Show podcast polishes its sword of omens wearing nothing but Yoda underoos and a Joker smile. This Not Safe for Work podcast is fresh and free every Monday night at geekshowpodcast.com. The panelists use the brown lantern power of snark to construct news and commentary about your favorite sci-fi movies, TV, comic books, games, and toys. If all your friends jumped off the Bifrost Bridge, you know you would too. And on the way down, tell them Geek Show says hey. Geekshowpodcast.com Listen to Smornings. St- <sighs> Starting over. <clears throat> Listen to Smornings. St- God damn it. <laughs> Fucking A. Listen to Smornings. Starting at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Only on Sir. Smodcast Internet Radio. 
Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Netheads. Netheads. File transfer. Netheads with Will Wilkins. And Trent Hunsaker. Yeah, that's right. And Trent Hunsaker. That's me. <laughs> Welcome back to Netheads. My name is Will. My name is Trent. And we are uh, we are the audio RSS feed for all the geek news that you are too lazy to turn World of Warcraft off to read. Yep, pretty much. Copyright Trent Hunsaker, 2011. <laughs> I wrote that. You did, and I liked it. Actually, yeah, we've got uh, that's part of one of the promos that we've got that I can't play yet. I need to get permission. But it sounds good, folks. I'm uh, just telling you right now, it sounds awesome. I like to think so. So anyway, what the heck were we talking about before that wonderful and amazing commercial break? Um, Chris Evans abs. Let's move on, please. <laughs> so you saw the Transformers. You gave it a yeah. geekgasm and a half at most. Yeah. Now, I the thing I don't understand about those Transformers movies is the appearance of the robots themselves. They mm-hmm. just seem way overcomplicated for what yep. they are. I mean, they've Absolutely. got they got a lot of unnecessary parts. It's like somebody said, "Let's take high tech and steampunk and jam it together." Yep. Absolutely. But no, in I, a bad way. I love the simplicity of the original Transformers, man. Like Optimus Prime's chest looked like the cab of a semi. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, interesting enough, though, uh, his he does have the wiper blade still on his chest, which I would liken to the nipples on the Batman suit of Batman Forever. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. Now I can't even remember the name of the guy that directed those movies. Oh, Joel Joel Silverman? No? I don't know. God, I can't remember. That was the big thing. I'm like, why has Batman got nipples? And Mr. Freeze had them, too. I know. It's not good. Yeah, Schumacher. Nobody needs why and why. Look at the size of that codpiece. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like a Shakespearean play. I think the telltale sign that things were going awry was when there was a, a black light fight that was kind of like a, a merge between West Side Story and a rave. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what has gone on with my Batman films? Things have taken a horrible turn. Still, that be that said, uh, I I still remember the energy and the excitement of the original Batman movie. That oh, uh, that no, no, I'm talking about the, uh, you know, the one with Adam West, where some days oh. you just can't get rid of a bomb. No, not that one. I thought you were talking Michael Keaton. Yeah, exactly. That was that was some energy. There was a certain energy around that movie coming out, at least in my part of the world. I mean, there were there were people just talking about it. There was graffiti getting done about it. There was. I can't think lately of of the excitement that I've been able to tap into in the air over a film uh, since that one, at least oh, in a long yeah. time. I, I mean, can't. Aside from you know the 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 niche Twilight and and Harry Potter stuff, you know what I mean? Something that really had nationwide just grab you by the balls and make you pay attention. I really don't get the whole the whole Twilight thing. I read I'll I'll admit I read the books. I've admitted okay. it before. Kind of thing where my 
sister-in-law dropped them off to be given to my mother-in-law so she can read them. And I was sitting sure. around the house on vacation. I'm like, I'm bored. Read them. <laughs> Plowed through them. Because I didn't know, I didn't even know what they were about. So you start reading the first book and that one gets you hooked. It's like, well, why is this girl obsessed with this kid and why is he so weird? And then, oh, that's what it is. So then you're kind of drawn in. But realistically speaking, uh, I wasn't very satisfied with the writing itself. You know, it wasn't really right. written well. And, and really the, the way the story, uh, reads, at least the first one, it really comes across as a an abusive relationship, if nothing else. Yes, exactly. Because she comes to school, this kid doesn't like her, He's uh, then he warms up to her, then he's mean to her, then he's in love with her and doesn't want anyone else to mess with her. And you're like, you know, I've, I've heard this story before, but it's context is a little different and it doesn't end well for the heroine. It usually ends up with alimony, charges pressed, and weekly visits. Exactly. Oh, just it. So I, I don't, I, but, but you still, you talk to the ladies that have read those books and Edward's so romantic. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. He's just so and incredible. The, and the fact that, uh, you know, boy toy has been tied to that character and everyone thinks he is such a sex symbol now. If he's a sex symbol, man, I have no chance at getting laid ever because I would never want to look that gay. No offense to the gays out there, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you should put it in that context. He just oh. he, You're saying you wouldn't ever want to be that much of a pretty boy. All I'm saying is the dude he he doesn't even want to like have sex with her. He just wants to look at her and talk about his feelings the whole time. Well, that's, that's not a guy. That is not a guy. That's cuz he's but, the, he's the vampire. He's not uh, He's he he doesn't want to break her soft mortal flesh. Wait, wait, that sounded wrong. That's because he's not attracted to her. Guess what? Now, what are the other sci-fi? Mo- as long as we were talking movies beforehand, what are the other sci-fi movies that are still outstanding? This is always my question, and and I know within a few weeks I'm going to know all about them because the the big San Diego Comic Con is coming on like a a a tidal wave ready to strike San Diego. With pure geek hate. No, wait, that's wrong. <laughs> but it's coming. So, you know, anything on the horizon, like, uh, are we going to, is there going to be a big Avengers panel this year? Because. Well, that's, that's, that's really interesting because there is a rumor out there that Marvel will not even be attending anything for San Diego Comic Con. Really? Because wow. Disney is going to do their own convention. Oh, because Marvel got bought by Disney. Exactly. I yeah. keep so, forgetting so that. Does, yeah, exactly. If, if Disney does their own convention, what's the point? It's, you know, it's a few miles down the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's and true. They, and, and I'm excited for it. They have better facilities than Comic-Con has ever had. They do? At, at Disneyland. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, you everyone, know I mean? like, every one of the Pirates movies premiered at, like, Disneyland. They, yes, exactly. the area, like, I think they put a big screen up, uh, on Tom Sawyer's Island. Exactly. Yep. That's what they do. And they, I mean, and God, that's gotta be an experience and a half, man. That I would, now there's a movie premiere. I've only attended one movie premiere in my life. <laughs> okay. One. <laughs> And I don't know why I was uh, graced with such a gift, but uh, Kevin Smith gave me a ticket to the premiere of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in Los oh, Angeles. That's, that's awesome, man. And that one, what the hell was that? Did we reach the end? Did you hear that? You didn't hear that. Okay, good. It was on the other computer. Just a stupid software update, and suddenly I hear this chime, and everyone else thinks I'm crazy. 
Sorry, everybody. Will just had a little one of his episodes. Let me take this pill right here and I'll be fine. Um, the gnomes are speaking to me again. <laughs> I love technology. First, I'm distracted by fireworks. Now software updates are screwing me up and nobody else hears it. But anyway, uh, I got to go to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And that was, uh, that was, it was a really nice premiere. I mean, this one would be the kind of thing I would hope every premiere would be because, you know, you just go to the theater and, you know, they had the red carpet and then Kevin got up and talked before the movie. And then immediately after, across the street, they took, uh, like a parking lot, I think it was, and they set up some privacy fences. And I believe it was catered by In and Out and Ben and oh. Jerry's, and it was just Gosh. there. It was it was a really nice event. And the one thing that really, really was emphasized to me is that I'm so not Hollywood because <laughs> this is the great thing about an experience like that because people will come up and talk to you, and they are ready to really talk to you until they learn you can do nothing for their career. Suddenly, you have leprosy. On to the next. Suddenly, it's as though you just broke really bad wind and they caught it. They're like, oh, well, anyway, bye. They leave. They practically leave skid marks in the floor. They take off so fast. Uh, so that just proved to me I wasn't Hollywood because I wasn't I wasn't that kind of guy. Right. But, you know, I, I've never attended a Hollywood premiere. I'd hope they would all be like that. That's the kind I would like to go to. Or even though the Pirates movies aren't like the biggest things to draw for me. I would love to see a Disney premiere at Disneyland. That would be oh, dope. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a, I I'm a big, I don't know about you. I'm a big Disneyland nerd. Okay. I don't go a lot, uh, because after living in Southern California, I went a lot, but right. there are, you know, my favorite, uh, events rides at the park. I'm really big on the old school stuff. Pirates of the Caribbean, the haunted mansion, um, uh, really those two. Space Mountain's okay. It got renovated and I, I want to see the new Star Tours even though I don't want to see the new Star Tours, if you know what I mean. You, you think that it would take away from the experiences that you had previously as a child? Yeah, exactly. It's like, this isn't Star Tours anymore. Will, I'm going to tell you something and I, 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 I do it because I feel like this is a safe environment and, uh, <laughs> Don't, I don't know. You, you, it might be a judge-free zone, so to speak. It's okay, Trent. You're protected here. Go ahead. Tell Will how you feel. I've never been to Disneyland. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, it's not surprising. I mean, look, you, Wyoming, Utah, that's a real destination event. You, <laughs> but you've been to Brentwood, California, so hey, man, way to go. <laughs> I got my priorities straight, man. Yeah, there's something to talk about. Woo, buddy. Come on. All, all the, uh, that recruiting travel you did, you never went to Los Angeles? Uh, I did, but I was uh, never in the Anaheim area. No, uh -uh. yeah, it was always in the Ontario Burbank areas. Oh, okay, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, uh, but uh, I should take you to Disneyland. Let's that's what it. I should let's, do. Let's have a NetHeads event at Disneyland. There we go. Yeah, it's NetHeads Friday at Disneyland. <laughs> Show your NetHeads card at the gate, and you will get absolutely nothing but the chance to buy a ticket to get in. <laughs> You'd asked about uh, upcoming geek films. Right? Yeah, I had. Now I want to go. I just want to talk about Disneyland now because Club. <laughs> I want to get into Club Thirty Three like it ain't nobody's business, baby. You know what Club Thirty Three is, right? Well, and we've mentioned this before on on Radio Askew. Uh, our our good friend over at uh, Zach Knutson. Yeah. You know he's he's been there, man. Yeah. Only place in Disneyland proper where you can buy alcohol. Absolutely. Not that that's the draw for me. It's just it's it's the exclusivity thing. I wanted a Google Plus invite. I want to get into Club Thirty Three. You know, it's, yep. we all want what we can't have. Anyway. 
Well, and I, I, I can't even imagine what they would charge for alcohol there. I, it's not comped? What? Don't they know who I am? <laughs> I'm on NetHeads, damn it! Exactly. Don't, I am Will Wilkins, prime NetHead. There used to be a, pr- a bumper that said that. I don't know what a prime NetHead is, but woo, that was me. <laughs> I was NetHead. It should be NetHead Prime, though, if you really want to make it sound ultra dorky. You know, and, and bef- before we, we move off of the uh, Transformers thing, there's one thing that I've been trying to wrap my mind around recently, and it's really bothered me. And why is it that, uh, Optimus Prime, uh, is the only, you know, st- staple character, um, that doesn't have something related to what they are? Like Bumblebee, you know, is always yellow. Um, Wrench, like all these guys have names that reflect, you know, what they do and what they are. And then there's like Optimus Prime and Megatron. You know what I mean? They're, they're the two guys that don't adhere to specific names in reflection of, of their transformation. Because they have to be the standouts, dude. That's why. Uh, I guess. Okay. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't have a leader named, uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> you can't do that. It's He's just here for comedic relief. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't want a Bumblebee in your organization. That's just, uh, that's off. That's you don't want that guy leading the pack. It's cool. It's cool if he's break dancing in the background. That everybody has a laugh on that. But you do not want him as your leader. So that's why it's just got to the, the leaders have to have the cool and unique names, man. Uh, one last thing for uh, Transformers as well. Uh, and I wrote about this in my in my uh, review. It's not as overtly racist as the last one was, but it's it's still a little racist. Those, oh man, that little skittery character, that's just, that's almost as awkward as the, uh, as the, the fish looking guys in the, in the Phantom Menace. You know, the Trade Federation. The minute I saw that and I heard those voices, I just went, ooh, ooh bad yeah, choice, Lucas. Oof. Yeah, that, ooh. You just crossed a line that you didn't want to, buddy. <laughs> Cause that, I mean, those, those for me were almost uh, worse than the standout Jar Jar Binks. I was, yeah. whoa, you, you, you really shouldn't have gone there, pal. Oh, hey, check this out. Uh, on Twitter, Cobain, uh, went ahead and told us that, uh, Prime's Japanese name is actually Convoy. Well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Where he's the trucker, but, but like he says, that's kind of silly for a leader, you know? Yeah. Because, well, not really. You're all a big convoy. you got to follow somebody, right? Well, and and think about when Mattel launched Transformers back then. There was the, the I mean, country was fairly popular back then, and there was the, the pop country song, Convoy. Yeah. You know, it's real, what's really weird about thinking back on my childhood when the Transformers and G.I. Joe were popular, I always assumed the toys came out because of the cartoon, and as an adult, I learned it was vice versa. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. That's what drives everything. Yeah, we can get this, guys. We can actually we can produce these com- these commercials that they'll buy as television shows, and then they'll buy our toys, and and the, and they'll license the content from us. And then twenty years down the road, when nostalgia kicks in, we can make a blockbuster summer hit. No, nah, I don't think they thought that far ahead. Because God uh, knows, I don't know about you. I don't. I don't know the story behind the original animated Transformers movie, but that was some grim stuff. 
because it was. It, was a, it was a cartoon movie to help them transition from, let's just say, Series 1 units to Series 2 units. New designs, new models, new robots. So in like the first 10 minutes of the movie, they wipe out the entire line of Transformers that you've known just about. Yeah. I mean, they've whacked almost everybody. And I can't imagine, I never saw it in the theater. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't actually see it till I was like 18 and I finally caught it on home video. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine the poor little 10 year old holding his little Optimus Prime and his, <laughs> his, the, you know, his Bumblebee and, you know, and, and then suddenly just in the first few moments, they put a cap in their head. Sorry, kids. <laughs> all, all your favorite Transformers are gone. <laughs> it's time to move on. But we got this what? new hip hot rod model. Go with him. And, uh, you know, they, uh, it was the same, more or less the same thing with the G.I. Joe movie as well. Yeah. Cause that's, that's where Serpentor took over for, uh, Cobra Commander. Know, Cobra Commander, yeah. So then you had the whole Serpentor line. Yeah. You could, uh, release that way. The Rise of Serpentor. Yeah. I uh, remember too much that is really completely awesome, useless. Though, if you get the, the channel hub, HUB, they are rebroadcasting all of the original uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe, uh, you know, 1983, 84, 85, uh, seasons. If you want to have some nostalgia, you can get Man, it. And, 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 and I, I'm not going to lie. I DVR them, I watch them, and I still enjoy them. Right on, man. Well, good for you. You, you know, you, you, you remember the, the action figures that you had, you know? I actually didn't get to have a lot of action figures as a kid. <clears throat> as a kid. <laughs> Let's just, let's just let those last few words hang all on their own as a kid. I'm not even going to ask if you've made up for lost time. Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) But if I were to, I would do it by giving other people the toys, like nephews, nieces, and then I could play with them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have two nephews, man. They're totally into Star Wars and that just blows my mind. I'm like, really? You you really, you really, really like that, that, uh, that Jar Jar Binks thing, huh? Okay. They like the Jar Jar. The kids like the Jar Jar. They love man. the Jar Jar, man. It's just, it's like catnip to them. Uh, over on, uh, Mike B702 over on uh, the Twitter, use the tag, uh, hashtag NetHeads to say, the original Transformers movie was Goodfellas in Space. Space. That's awesome. Death was everywhere. And it was. It's awesome. Really. I mean, the only thing they, that they missed was, you know, Optimus Prime yelling back at, you know, telling people to make sure he stirs the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Overtly, you know, who would who, Italian American stereotypes of the Transformers? Who, which one would, uh, which one of Joe, which one would Joe Pesci have been? Let's let that hang out there too. I throw him in there as a star, as a star scream. Yeah, there you go. Who was the same voice for Cobra Commander? Yeah. Well, you see a lot of that. I mean, in 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 any era of animation, there are certain uh, names, certain voices. Uh, that you hear uh, over and over again, because you know it's it's all about casting directors and and who they put into roles and the uh, the companies that are going through those talent agencies and et cetera. So you hear a lot of I hear a lot of the same voices. I I key into these things. I don't know if a lot of people do. I do. I mean, are you one of those people, Trent? You're like, hey, wait, I know that voice. Oh, absolutely. And one that comes to mind right off the bat is John Benjamin. Um, and that's only because I've been such an Adult Swim nerd. Forever, he did, uh, you know, um, home movies, and then more recently, he's done um, 
Bob's Burgers, and now he has his own live-action comedy show on Comedy Central called John Benjamin Has a Van, which is a recommendation of mine if you haven't checked it out yet to go ahead and, and check it out. I have not checked that out. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Kuban <laughs> on Twitter says kids just love them some racist caricatures. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do, man. I don't know why. <sighs> well, you know, it's it's wacky and kooky, so they like it. Um, so, okay, dialing it back at to half an hour ago, the other sci-fi movie still coming out. Yeah, so let's let's just look at, at July, right? Obviously, the twenty second, we're gonna see uh, the the Captain America, which, in my opinion, is the the highlight of the summer. Um, then the following week, the 29th, we've got Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, there you go. Now, I don't know. What is the vibe on Cowboys and Aliens? I I just know it's John Favreau. I, I know the actors involved in it, and that makes me want to see it. We got John Favreau, Harrison Ford, uh, Craig, whatever his name is. Or, uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. You know, yep. you, we got a good pedigree here, okay? We, dude, dude, uh, Sam Rockwell, who's dancing alone from Iron Man 2, would make me see any movie of his. Yes. And, and, Olivia Wilde. Again, lost on me. I don't, the, the, the actresses nowadays, I just don't know who they are. <laughs> this is the problem. Did, did you see Tron? Did I see what? Tron? No. Uh, she I, was the sex. She was the sexy one. I still have not seen the Tron. I want to see the Tron. I have not seen the Tron. Yeah, you got to see the Tron because she. I mean, she's got this this tight black blunt cut. Oh, it's just she's so hot right now. I really appreciate the fact that you're encouraging me to see the movie because of the fine quality of the film, of the special effects, and everything else. <laughs> really, that's the old. You're saying that's the only reason to see the new Tron. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it's a very good reason. You, so you've seen it. Yes. And obviously, did the, uh, did the CG Jeff Bridges creep you out? A little bit. Yeah. You can, you can tell that it's not that it, it hasn't been perfected yet. And that also is what makes me so excited for the new Planet of the Apes movie. Oh, you know, that one I am looking forward to. I, the after- CG on that one, man, those apes just look flawless. I wouldn't go as far as flawless. It it's a little suspect when for me it's a little sketchy when the self-aware ape, what is it, Caesar? Caesar, yeah. When we see him on screen and you know he, he, they're giving him trying to give him more of the human appearance in his face. Right. Because because well, naturally it's with with intellect you would get uh, a different looking face. What? Uh, for me, that's a little bit sketchy, but, uh, well, but other than that, I, I, I want to see it cause I like the concept. It's, 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 they're going the drug route that these apes have been, you know, given drugs that, that enhance their, their mental capacity. Well, it makes a lot more sense than what they came up with in the late seventies. Right. Yes. Exactly. With that storyline where, okay, so they've gone, as we all know from the, the great ape saga, you know, we had some astronauts go to the future. Yes. Uh, it was Earth for future, it turns out, where apes had somehow taken over. And, of course, we did not know the answers. And then a few of the apes were able to come back to the past. And, and one of them had birthed the child before being, you know, done in and taken away by the government. Right. And, and that child was then raised. And I guess uh, they used him to – actually, you know, I'm sketchy on the whole uh, rise of the planet of the apes, the original one. I can't, I can't remember it as much. I just remember the big speech at the end after the apes have taken over or they're in the progress of taking over. 
I, I don't know if they used Caesar as a model to enhance the other ones or if he had mated with other apes or he was a few generations. I don't remember. Yeah, and it's been so long since I've seen him as well. But I do know that uh, Rupert Wyatt, the director, has said that this it's done in a way that it will fit right into the continuity of the of the you know previous films of the older films. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, but how can you say that when there was already a piece of continuity from the? Do you mean the older films is in the really the originals or the older yes. films is yeah. in the the remake? Yeah. No, the originals, not the Tim Burton version. That's good because that Tim Burton went, that could have been a decent film if they had just cut out that surprise shock ending yep. at the end. Yep. Oh, I agree. I mean, look at the cast for that one. I mean, the cast alone, Mark Wilbur, whatever, but the, of the apes was so well done. Yeah. And, and really, I, the only thing I faulted for is that ending. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I was able to sit, watch and enjoy everything up until that point. If you throw an ending, case in point, okay? Um, uh, why can't I remember the name of that movie now? The Sixth Sense. Whew, I'm like the Fifth Element. That ain't it. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I'll get to the number. Give me a minute. Willis, something with a number. <laughs> yeah, I was like Fifth Element. Wrong. Um, the the um, wow, and words just eluded me. In the Sixth Sense, you get a hook ending at the end, but it makes sense. It takes you back into the movie and it makes you re-experience it in an entirely different way. Okay, and the same thing can also be said about Unbreakable. You know, those uh, had, of course, both M Night Shyamalan and and two that I can actually watch. Um, But you take the Tim Burton one, and you got that left turn ending that makes no sense, and you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, and and then nothing else came of it ever. There was never anything. Nope, made no sense at all. So it's like uh, you just got to like, I don't know what my interpretation. He somehow went into a new dimension. I don't know. Uh, But you do know who's playing Caesar, right? Uh, uh, Circus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Who played uh, Gollum? Does that mean he had to go through the whole motion capture thing again? That's yeah, they they did. They did the whole motion capture thing again. Oh, that guy is just ready to club the hell out of somebody. You just know he is. He's like, really? I got to put on the the suit with the little balls again. I got to do this. at, at what point is your most notable work for, you know, resembling an ape, uh, a hobbit turned, you know, goblin creature? Yeah. Well, you know I mean? but at least they got the right guy for it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gollum alone was just such a well done, a well done uh, character. Yeah. And, and, and actually, a lot of his actions were kind of ape like. Sure. Think yeah. about it, his movements and everything. So the guy was in tune and it gives the actors something to react off of. So sure. And, I mean, and obviously he'll be playing Gollum again for the two Hobbit movies that'll be coming out in 12 and 13. Yep. Looking forward to those. And, and you know, the, you got the extended versions finally out on Blu-ray just this Blu-ray, last yeah. week. It's like, come just on. Recently. So I, I, I will finally see the extended editions now. Um, and then the, the only other thing for July that I think looks, you know, uh, fairly, fairly, you know, enticing, which is the same week as, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, which means it's going to be a huge flop, is from the producers of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Um, it's called Attack the Block. Um, basically what you've got is a bunch of inner city kids who are, you know, like defending their block from aliens. Oh, and it, and it's, in, in, yeah, in like, in like the projects of South London. And it's the same week as Cowboys and Aliens? Yep. Ooh. 
yeah, Ooh, so. they're just counting on the sold out crowd. Ah, yeah. Cowboys and Aliens is out. Let's uh, sold out. Let's go see this one instead. I'm guessing Attack of the Block is going to be a really limited release, though. Yeah, more than likely. It sounds like it just from the description alone. Right. Although Shaun of the Dead was a limited release, wasn't it? And boy, it shouldn't have been. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Fuzz, that... It's Hot Fuzz, too, for that matter. Yeah. Oh, God, I love those movies. I, as a matter of fact, I want to go watch them right now. I can't because I, I have a kid. And <laughs> too much in both of those. I can't, just can't show my daughter yet. But, boy, yeah, I want to watch I them. I recently just went through space um, both seasons uh, last week. Thank goodness. Finally, you got caught up. Wasn't that a great oh, show? Good. Oh, absolutely. It is, in my opinion, maybe after Louie, the best sitcom out there. Yeah. Uh, and and just so well done and, and obviously it and even now it, what is it it wow has it almost been 10 years since space came out uh, it came out in what oh three it's getting close but it's still it still plays it still holds true oh, yeah absolutely i mean you can you get it's still relevant so that that just really talks well about the content man oh man i just because i had seen Shaun of the dead i loved it i had seen hot fuzz it and i loved it and then finally Finally, I got into, I finally got my hands on Spaced, and I think that was about 2005, and I yeah, just... And, and, yeah, it, it premiered 99 and 2001. There are really some shows that when you watch them, they, they grab you, okay? They, they affect you. They, yes. they can, they can remold who you are in a way, and for me, Spaced was one of those shows. They made, oh, I couldn't agree more. And it just really talked to a generation, and I think it still does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it makes, I, it, it makes me understand why there are people that still want a third series of Spaced. And oh, I would love that, man. I'll never forget when Simon Pegg, though, mentioned about seeing Scott Pilgrim. He said, for those of you that have always wanted a third series of Spaced, it is Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you, and you can just see where, where, you know, Edgar Wright was, was cutting his teeth. On, on so many different, you know, cinematic themes and, and actions in space that he was able to fine tune in Scott Pilgrim. Yep. That is a fact, my brother. Oh, so good. If you, it, honestly, folks, if you haven't seen it, go, go and buy the two DVD, uh, set of Spaced. Um, it's just two seasons. It's like 14 episodes total, and it's well worth whatever you have to pay for it. It is. It's cool. But, you know, if you don't want to spend the money, I got some good news. You got the internet. Hulu. Is it on the Hulu? Yeah. Just go to, yeah. It's on Hulu. Space, the entire series is on Hulu. You don't even need to spend money. That's how, that's how good that show is. They want everyone to have it. It is so good. Yes. Well, I don't know about you, Trent. I think the dead horse has said that's enough. He's, he's given up the ghost. It is time to call it. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening today to NetHeads on Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. Uh, don't forget, if you want to check out more that Trent has to offer, you can find it at a apartofhim.com. And uh, you want to know more about me, I'm at willwilkins.com. You can follow us both on Twitter. Trent is a part of him. I, myself, am NetHeadWW. So until next time, my name is Will. And my name is Trent. And this has been another edition of NetHeads. 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 File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. And Trent
This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.